This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, boys and girls, podcast. Tim and Tausch in the morning, podcast number 25? Sure. 24? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> Tim Allen. It's, there's a new one each week. That's all you need to know about. Baby Tausch, Bill Schmidt, and you're not feeling well today. No, I, I felt better. I can tell you that much. But you know, we're we're hanging through. Uh, as they as they tell the kids uh, in in Dare, you just got to hang tough, and that's yeah. what we're doing today. So, how many drinks? Yeah, I better not go there. I wish mom... I could even. I wish I could even tell you. I don't even know. Okay, so it's went on mm. a uh, went on a a booze cruise out on uh, the river and found out it was it was awesome because it was like as we walked in. Our buddy who booked the whole trip puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, hey, guys, uh, so so the deal with this is it's all you can drink. So when you get up there, grab two. Okay. Whoa, this is all you can drink? I thought I was getting, like, one coupon, and that was going to be it for the whole. That's actually a good deal. So 90 minutes, roughly? Yeah, about 90 minutes, um, about 30 bucks, and okay. about 12 vodka lemonades later. Okay, so we started out with 12. Yeah, and then... Uh, Found our way over to a couple of different bars, and whatever happened in there, I wish I could tell you. No? No. I have, Any women I have no involved? idea. Like I said, I think I was just too drunk. I don't even really remember. <laughs> I just, I don't get how you lose hours of your life. Hold I mean, I, I get drunk. I get now, hammered. Now you here's, know that. Here's the question. Quick, there was, there was, were you there last night, Jazz? How do you not remember that? Oh. Are how you were you, there? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm. I I was there. I was I was on the dance floor. It was a, we were at Red, White, and Blue, and I ran. I went. I went and met up with a friend of mine, who was there with his fiance and her friends and a handful of his friends. And it, apparently, there's like they've got this new thing where you spin the wheel. Apparently, he got his tab taken care of. Like. Oh run. yeah, Billy did. You no, did? not me. Not, no, no, not Billy. We my buddy. Yeah. My buddy. His name's CJ. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm there, and I just see this. Big dude in the middle of the dance floor with a big ponytail, just <laughs> jamming out. I'm like, no, that effing, sounds about right. no, I'm like, no effing way is that Billy. And he's there with two drinks in his hand, and he stops and he like looks at me like he saw a ghost. And then he didn't know who it was, and then he came closer and he saw me. And I was like, so you don't remember this? <laughs> no. <laughs> So you I'm just, glad I didn't get him like any shots of tequila or anything like that, because he would have not been able to handle it. Wow! Just by looking at him, as Holy. he was sitting over here and we were telling the story, he just goes, "Man, you were." Ha-. I was like, "Wait a second. I mean, I get, saw you last night. <laughs> I I get fucked up, you know that, right? But you always kind of know what's going on, don't you? I knew what my name was. I mean, it's not like I get so drunk that I'm. He was a, introducing himself as Mark Tauscher. Throw a. <laughs> throw a drink across the bar or anything like that yeah it was interesting i'm i'm gonna trust that when you get hammered you don't do anything stupid huh i'm gonna i'm just gonna trust that i appreciate you trusting me like that why don't you you go out and experience that (laughs) 
the fuck? Tim and Taos in the morning podcast. Thanks for shedding some light on that. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate Wait, that. Hold on. Just a little couple of minutes. Get oh. to know Christian Jazkulski. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. So you, you're the one on the staff that just doesn't show up for work. Okay, I've run into some bad luck. The first one I missed, completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Just forgot. Second one, I was up in Appleton visiting a friend for his birthday. We had dinner. We had a nice little steak dinner. Okay. And then after that, we went out and about to Appleton. Yeah. And we stayed in a hotel. So Knowing full well up. you had to work the next day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got up in the morning, got up, got some breakfast, um, went to Tito's car, my roommate Tito, and he's got a flat tire. Like, okay, we'll put the spare on. Put we'll, a spare on and, and go. we'll be good to go. His spare's flat. So how the hell are we going to get home? So I'm figuring out and scrambling, you, trying to call somebody. And I'm, I call my dad. My dad finally answers. And my dad, my dad was finally on his way up. Are these the only two times that you skipped? Now you got to be honest. It's yes, true these are the only two shifts that I have missed, and those are going to be the last two shifts that I've missed. You reap what you sow. I have not. I'm. It's. It's not good. I'm not happy about You're it. Going at bullshit. All. Or can, no? can I say that is a pretty fucking good story? Just if, if, it, if it that was, is hundred percent true. If, I if, have. I have reliable resources. You can call my friends. I can give you their credentials. So how, how was the the spare flat? Had, I, he, had he driven? Out I have before, no. Or? I have no fucking. I have no clue. I asked him the same thing, and so, his and his excuse was, well, "I don't know. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was there." I, I so better know. yet, better yet, what did your uh, bosses say? I'm sure they weren't happy. <clears throat> you didn't talk to them. They didn't say anything to you, though. No, I sent sent my boss a text and nothing yet. But oh, I'm sure they're huh. not happy. Okay. <laughs> Good for okay. you, man. I was yeah. <laughs> Props Rock to you. On, that's, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. You must be very valuable <laughs> because you you need to step up. Yep. 100%. You need to be a model citizen from this point forward. Help this team win ball games. All right? What team are you talking about? Are you talking, about, are you talking about 7 FM the fan? Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like one team, team one dream, baby. Okay, I thought you meant team as in going out like spread the love, spread the alcohol team and, no, 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 no. This is no, this is serious. Talk. I think I did enough of that last yeah, night. Yeah, we're a club of two in, okay, in this place. So, but in terms of working well together, having a good positive attitude, Kissing as, some ass here and there probably Jabari, wouldn't be a bad as Jabari thing Parker, for you. As Jabari Parker would say when he would struggle, it only goes up from here. Did you think you were getting okay. fired? I mean, I don't see. I don't. I mean, I don't see why not. But yeah, okay. I did. That, uh, okay. There was in the back of my mind. It's but, good. I, mean, I like. I, deserve, I mean, I deserve it. I like that honesty. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. really no excuse for it. I, I mean, would have expected to be fired. Yeah, but no. From here, would have just at least up. expected a text from the boss, <laughs> some sort of reprimand. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love working here. I mean, applications I just are just fucking flooding <laughs> into this job. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so, wh- where do you want to be then? We we have Christian Jaskulski get to know. He's one of our colleagues. There's, I mean, there's right now. I'm dream pro- gig in radio. The dream gig in Go radio. Right to I mean, the that's, top. I mean, I, well, my experience was sales for retail management for three years at Men's Warehouse, which was a fun job, but okay. mm-hmm. it, it was it was stagnant. I wasn't moving up. Okay. I wasn't continuing to to. To move forward, so sounds okay. like you're moving backwards. So where's your, where's your dream job? <laughs> right now, where are we going? Yeah, my dream, dream job. Dream job in in radio. Dream job in radio would to be would would to be some sort of uh, producer doing behind the scenes with whether it's you know I'm doing it full time gig here or I'm doing a full time gig. Okay. With something like Fox Sports or have or, you shadowed or uh, our own little brother in broadcasting, yeah. Joe Zenzola? You can help I, you he's out. actually been helping me out a lot with my updates. Uh, I've been coming in. 
Um, with your that's, updates? That's, 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 yeah. No, we're talking. No, I thought it yeah, was producer. No. Forget about those updates. Yeah. Oh, and produce. Yeah, don't, well, don't let Joe help you with that. Okay, fine. For just just in terms of executive producer. No, I haven't really gotten much yeah. much experience or much like shadowing. I would hit up done. Joe, man. I I really would. Okay. Does he does a great job? Mm-hmm. He does. And I'm not lying. He really does. Is the, the on air stuff? Eh, you know that some people have different differing opinions right. on that. But, That's subjective. Yeah, but I would, I would. He he dots eyes and crosses yeah. t's. It's fun. Has, has he? Have you? So you've never worked with Joe at all? Um, and the only work that I've gotten and the only like, I guess, shadowing or experience or practice that I've received is a little bit from Billy, a little bit of verbal friendly advice from here. Okay. Here and there. Um, and then. Was oh, I drunk for that too? No, no, hundred percent, no, hundred percent, no. Actually. <laughs> Actually, you may, you, you may have been, but yeah. anyways, um, another experience that I've gotten is with, uh, with Joe, um, with my working with my two minute updates. Cause nobody's, sh- nobody's shown me how to, how to break it down and whatnot. You're going to throw as... up. Yeah. Oh, get boy. the garbage can Definitely over here. Get the Holy garbage can. F- Are we going to get fucking this... throw up in here? Are we fucking, I gotta pinch, I gotta pinch. do you have oh water? My God. Do you have water? Hold on. You go. Go. No, I got it. I got it. No, you got it over there. All right. right here, all Christian. Right. You're all right if he throws Thanks, up. Thanks, Christian. Appreciate it, man. No yeah, you're talking thanks. on the wrong Thank microphone, you. but that's fine. No, no, no. No, that was that was it. You're all done. Thanks, <laughs> man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> coming so, up, tass. coming up, we will get to know Brewers bench coach Pat Murphy, who sat down with us. Uh, uh, earlier this week, and uh, we had a nice chat with Pat Murphy. So we'll talk about that or uh, here. That was that. interesting because we we were trying to do a a little bit of digging, a little bit of diving. Yeah, and uh, he wouldn't bite. He's a veteran. Yeah, he wouldn't bite. He wouldn't yeah, he, bite. He knew what he was doing. We were trying to get some dirt on some things, and that uh, well, you'll hear that. Uh, it's nice, friendly conversation with him. Uh, th- not much drama at the fan radio station. No, in not Milwaukee really. This week, although we did have you guys doing a hell of a job, you and Horvat. Stepped in on the NBA draft Thank show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Sparky ended up calling off sick uh, all day, and it was uh, it was a wild run. It took a lot of team members. Bart came out and did an extra three hours with Rami, and they were out at the Q Club, and Horvat and I went out there. Mike Maxey was down there, and then you even came to the remote, so it was I a did. good time. It was yeah, a fun I, time. It was a team effort to fill in for Sparky, who had the like an 18-hour flu. Hey, you had the flu. <sighs> It's about 18 Feeling hours right now. because he was back to work the next day uh, doing the big show, the afternoon program. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then was digging bushes out of the front yard, oh, that's flower beds. So he was, and then over the weekend, he went to some festival somewhere. That's all alleged. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm glad he, he stepped up, man. He stepped up that next day and got it done that Friday. And uh, so he's a trooper. Yeah. Troop right through that thing. So... Okay. Uh, it was wanted- wild when when you walked into the remote. I know I said it when when we were out there. All the women in the place just, who is that man in the shades? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I call it bullshit. Yes. Right, well, <laughs> that would be. Yes. At least you knew it. Yes. Youngest, oldest guy out there. I think. I would agree with that. The youngest, oldest dude there. The youngest, old guy. Right. We'll we'll stay with that. I, I, that's not such a bad reputation. I I'll think that's a good that. reputation to have. Um, over the uh, past week or so, there's been a piece of audio getting some uh, love and play. Love by well us evil guys, right? 
the uh, bad people in the world. Uh, yes. I about- like watching people fight. <laughs> yes. So it, long-time uh, listeners of, of my radio shows over the year, going back a long, long time, one of the most fascinating and in, interesting and entertaining things is to uh, check out youth sports parents in the stands. I just – I don't know why I'm – crossing my fingers every game that I went to with my son doing his thing, that there would be some issues in, in the stands. I don't know why I wish that, but I did. Because you're a sick motherfucker, that's why. <laughs> yes. And and I don't want anyone getting hurt or anything, but it's just so entertaining. Just a to good me. jab or two. Yeah, it's just so entertaining because you get people control your fucking emotions, please. It's a now in this case, it was a twelve year old or a twelve U, I think, uh girls softball tournament. Mm-hmm. And this thing got crazy. It gets wild. Then we'll play. Yeah, we'll play some of the audio. There's really not much you can understand in the no. audio. But this is what went on. That's a good sampling of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. That's bas- it's 50 seconds of this. <laughs> this is in the stands. Why is everybody screaming? Don't know. Hey, what's the count? Hey, Blue, Blue, we're going to make a double switch. Katie's going to go play second. Everyone shut the fuck up. Stop screaming. And the best part is, right at this moment, some fat dude is like peeling himself up off the ground after getting his ass kicked for about 10 seconds. And it's the... The girlfriends, the husbands, and the, the wives, and they're all just going. Oh, I love it. Oh, everyone's everyone's crying. That was wild. I've had my fair share of that. I now I couldn't tell if the people that were crying if those were the athletes or if those were the parents the, or the moms. I feel like if I was a twelve-year-old kid and my dad is over here fighting some random dude. Get the hell out of here, man. Come on. Yeah, I, I would. I think I, I know my puke there. My yeah. son would be appalled. Oh, he would kill you. We've had uh, tournaments over the years that someone was hauled away in handcuffs. Okay. There's been a pretty decent amount of infidelity. Oh. Oh, yeah. During the tournament. Over the, you know, you go out of town, you get a hotel room, and oh, the nice. screws come loose a little bit. <laughs> And so there's hot tubs and Belts swimming, up. <laughs> swimming pools and extra hotel rooms behind your wife's back. Wow. Where you get one just on the top floor or something. Yeah. And then you invite one of the other married moms. I just want a quick fix. No bite marks, no scratches, and no hickeys. I don't know if this is on the air yet, but I've always had this idea, well, the past 10, 15 years, to have a reality show that follows around a uh, a travel team, regardless of what sport it is. Mm-hmm. It can be any soccer team. It doesn't matter. But all the stuff on the sidelines, the periphery with the parents and the spectators, sure. and, and then, but not the game. Forget about the game. The game, the kids are doing their thing. But what I want is the reality cameras in the lounge right. after the kids go to bed. You want security footage is what you want. We do. Man, and that would be wild. Someone to follow around the the dads and moms. You know our buddy Tony. We go right. to uh, oh, Vegas shit. with. 
I that motherfucker, that, that dude, was doing. that dude, unfucking. He was thrown out of a strip joint in Lexington, Kentucky. They have strip clubs in Lexington, Kentucky. We're good to, good to know. Every corner, just about. How, right, many, how many combined teeth? Right across the street from the hotel room is a strip joint. I mean, right across the parking lot. <laughs> it wasn't even across the street. <laughs> So he didn't realize, allegedly, that you need to pay for lap dances. So each song is whatever it was, 20 bucks. Okay. They do get you that way. I know they do. They do. But he sat through, you know, seven, eight, ten songs. And then when he tried to leave, Big Bouncer Dude says, "Uh uh-uh, you owe like 175 bucks. (laughs) So... That didn't turn out well. I can only imagine uh, he thought that she was digging on him, too. His wife, oh, of course, of course. His wife uh, did catch wind of his jaunt to the strip joint. This was supposed to be, I'm going down the street to the 7-Eleven getting a 12-pack, but it turned out a three-hour jaunt to the strip joint. She finds out. She's ready to divorce him. This is all at a youth sports tournament. Love it. Loved it. That's awesome. Now, is this the same spouse that we met on our way to Vegas? Yes, they're still together. <laughs> He's holding things okay. together. Yes, okay. he is. Okay. Yeah, All right. Is. Nice. Nice. All right. Nice girl. Uh, this uh, this next uh, uh, piece of audio here is uh, from our visit uh, out to Miller Park earlier this week, uh, and bench coach Pat Murphy and Billy and I sat down and had a nice chat. Uh, you will see that I'm trying to dig stuff out of him. Billy, we're trying to dig stuff out of him. We're doing anything we can. I mean, the guy coached at <laughs> Notre Dame and Arizona State. Coached a bunch of college kids that get hammered at night. Right. We, we were trying to get some story out of him. Craig Council played for him. Sogard played for him. I mean, damn near a third of the league probably played for that guy. So we were trying to get a good story at least one time. Yeah. And but it didn't he's, happen. he's smarter than he looks. No. It, it, but educational, I think, for those that have kids that sure. are yeah. climbing the There's baseball ladder. There's some good ladder. stuff in here, for yeah. sure. It's good stuff. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you afterwards. All right, Tim and Tausch, it is the Get to Know segment of the podcast, Tim and Tausch in the Morning Podcast with Brewers bench coach Pat Murphy. And, uh, Pat, we appreciate the time for sure. And, and uh think you guys got to be freaking out here or no? Do you stay steady she goes here after 45 and 30? Well, I'll tell you, we, uh, we still see a lot of room for improvement. And I know the front office and Craig are, are working diligently every day and, and – um, in um, working on those things, and we don't look at ourselves as a um, top team necessarily. We just look at ourselves as a work in progress, and keep getting better, and keep our heads down. And but that one last night, that's exciting. Man, that how, do you, exciting. how do you turn the page on something like that? But you, but you have to, don't you? Well, you'll never forget it. That's for sure, because it was it was legendary. But uh, it felt like playoff baseball last night. I'm not I'm not super experienced at major league playoff baseball, but. Um, it sure, certainly felt like that type of atmosphere, and uh, yeah, we just gotta we got we gotta keep going. I use that momentum and keep going, and it's hard because there's a lot of good players on the other side, no matter who we're playing. Yeah. And I think that I think the guys realize, like, hey, this could be a special year. And Pat, being where you've been, and, and like you said, not a lot of experience major league playoff baseball, but tons of college playoffs, 
College World Series, being at Notre Dame, and now you're sitting alongside one of the guys that played with you or for you and counts. And are you calming him ever down? Just like <laughs> at some point he's juiced up and you got to just rein him in. Come on, buddy. You know, you know what's interesting about counts is. He doesn't get out of control ever. You know what I mean? He just doesn't. Come he, on. He really? doesn't. No, he doesn't. He gets. He I gets, see him put that hat on pretty sternly a couple yeah, of he times. Yeah, he gets. You're right. <laughs> you, you got the cues. Uh, but he, he stays pretty level-headed, and uh, he, he really thinks well on his feet. He really does. He, he pays attention to what he needs to. His ego is so in check, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think really the greatness that he has displayed is is a lot due to that. His ego's in check, and um, he comes to work every day as a fresh slate. Um, yeah, he, he's it's really impressive to watch him. We we go through it a lot on the post game show, and um, you know a lot of a lot of these fans are going, "Why isn't Council bunting more? It's a, you got to play for the run." And here I got to answer. We got to answer to this. So. What do you say to the fans when you guys, the brain trust is sitting right here where we're at right now in the dugout, and, you know, it, it can be a, a, a shitty situation that, you know, the heads are spinning in every direction, and i got to say, well, he didn't bunt because... Yeah, I think you I think you got to know your team. You have to know your team. you got to know who's bunting, who's behind them, what they have in the bullpen, what the game situation dictates. Uh, where our where our bullpen is, where our boat relief pitching is uh, at the time, and I think that you know it's pretty consistent. You know, there's not a lot of debate over whether we're going to bunt or not. Um, That's for sure. And, <laughs> and it's uh, and and we've won without it. And I think that I think that um, you know you 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 don't ever put a guy in a position to do something that he's not prepared to do. Um, or that he doesn't want to do, or that doesn't coincide with kind of the philosophy of how we've won. So I think it's been pretty consistent. There are times for it. I mean, there's times for it. Yeah, and, well, uh, let, let me just ask you this. Is, is there anything to this that, first of all, the, the game is changing a little bit? No doubt. But but secondly, um, you know, my son and I were talking about this. You coach college big time, power fives and the whole deal. These kids come out of high school, they're middle-of-the-order guys. They're never really asked to bunt. And then they get into college, and if they're middle-order guys there... They might then bunt. They, they might, and then it's a might. And now they get here, is that why these, these players, quote, can't bunt? Yeah, I think, I think it's, more about, um, it's, it's more about the game. It's hard to give away one of those 27 outs. You know, the game doesn't call for it very often. And the National League game calls for it with the pitchers. Um, but for position players, like you look at our lineup today, every guy in our lineup today can leave the yard. And you just say, I don't want to give up an out for a chance to leave the yard. And I know those percentages are different. But when you hit a three-run homer, the percentages of winning the game are pretty high. Yeah. You know, if you just do those numbers alone. And I'm not saying the sacrifice bunt's not important. It's got to be part of your, your arsenal. But... In our case, with our construction of our roster, it's not a huge part of our arsenal. We're, we're talking with Pat Murphy, uh, bench coach for the Brewers. We're talking about dudes that can leave the yard. Zeus does it twice last night, and it was just the first one, dude. He hit off. He could have teed it up right off the back nine, yeah. and parks it out into the left field bullpen, and then shows the opposite field power on the off into the right bullpen on the on the walk off. Uh, I mean, I think the first time in Major League history a game's been brought been. Been, a no hitter's been broke up after the sixth with a with a homer, and 
than that same player yeah. walked it off with a homer. Yeah. I think this is the first time in Major League history. Um, the guy's and been even incredible. Even if it's not, give a shit. Yeah. No one else can give a shit. If it is, if it is, and I heard this morning that it is, if it is, that's pretty special to be part yeah, of that game. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus has got a great story. You know, that's that's what Major League Baseball is about. You know, this is a guy that was counted out for a lot of his career, of a guy that couldn't couldn't do it, and now he's proven he can, and he's he's done it the hard way. He's an easy guy to coach. He shows up every day, ready to go. He works his tail off, and um, it's, it, you couldn't. The team is happy for him. You know what I mean? That's the like, city is in love with the dude. I yeah, mean, yeah. He, the twenty-four jerseys are going to start popping up all over the place too. I think so. I think so, and it's it's well deserved. The guy has paid his dues, and um, yeah. He's a special player. So I got to put away my Ben Ogilvy jersey. He was never. number twenty-four. Never, <laughs> gentle Ben. Never. That's <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Pat, let, let me just ask you this: How often do you and and Craig disagree? Because that's the cool thing about baseball. It's yeah. what what I make a living on is there's debates. And yeah. If wow. there weren't debates, then I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be working. You know, since we since we um, we've been around each other so much, you know, what I mean, uh, even you know. Sure, he played for me for four years, recruiting process, and then after that, lived in Arizona. Uh, you know, our families know each other really well. We stayed in contact, long conversations. You know, uh, I mean, there was, we didn't take a year off. We just, we always just were in contact and kept our baseball conversation going. So, with all that being said, we disagree probably every twenty minutes. You know? <laughs> uh, that's the beauty of it. You know? It is. It really is. Now, okay, so you're... Sometimes you're, he doesn't even ask me because he knows I'm already... He already knows I'm disagreeing with him. So he just kind of gives me this look like, I don't care what you think. You know, I'm going to do it this way. Right. Well, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. When when it would have worked your way, do you kind of give him the eye no, a little bit? No, no. I know. There's no scorekeeping in our okay. relationship. No, we just know that we disagree often. Most times we disagree. If you bring up a subject on something... He's going to have one view, and I'm going to definitely have the other view. What do you recommend now, being a, a former uh, college coach? What do you recommend to some of these younger uh, kids and families that are, you know, watching a lot of that college World Series, and they want their kids, and their kids are pretty good in the travel scene and high school scene? What do you recommend? Yeah, I recommend being part of it. Don't try to control it. Be part of it. You know, this is a beautiful game. The greatest thing about the game, as we all know sitting here in a major league dugout uh, on a beautiful day. It's about people, and just don't try to control the game. Meet the game halfway. You're going to have success. You're going to have failure. You're going to have joyous days. You shouldn't have to have too many disappointments because the game is a game of, with a lot of failure result-wise. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be failure embedded in your life. It's just, it's just temporary, and it gives us a great opportunity in life. It's a very hopeful game, and I, I think that that's what we take away is that Families, you know, just love your kid the right way, love and discipline in that order, and just keep keep chugging along and enjoy the experience because not everybody gets the the, the fairy tale ending, and sometimes the fairy tale ending isn't what you think it is, you know. Right. So it's um, it's uh, all a matter of perspective, and I think just stay hopeful and enjoy it, and just keep loving your kids because that's what it's about. Parenting is something that's you know 
underrated. Oh, big time. And the kids are going to love the game anyway, and now now let's get into the fun stuff. So, so I have a little bit of a dark humor. So I take pride in seeing softball parents start fighting each other in North Carolina. <laughs> Did you see that video at all? I didn't. I didn't. But I, I tell people, you know, it's like people want to know why I'm not a big soccer fan. First of all, I know soccer's a great game, um, but I never played it. I was never around it, and I make fun of it, and I call it no-fault athletics. Because when you're like, <laughs> when you're six, seven, eight, nine, you know, parents go to those games, and they bring their umbrellas, and they bring their, they have their drinks with umbrellas in them. Yep. They, they're relaxed. Nobody's, you know, the kids mm-hmm. kick the ball for three hours. Nobody wins. You know, your they kid turn around like bees, just yeah. flying around. Yeah, your kid kicks the ball twice, and you're like, "Hey, how'd you do, Johnny?" Uh, Kicking shins all day. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. Nobody nobody's mad at anybody. Nobody missed a shot because they didn't get a shot. You know, yeah. kid cut, touched the ball twice. It's nobody's fault. Nobody made an error. Nobody struck out. Mm-hmm. It's no fault athletics. And parents love it. Nobody's arguing. <laughs> ah, what a great game today. Zero zero. <laughs> I out here. Drank my drinks for four hours, and you know. And now the kid's gonna go take a nap, and now yeah. I get an extra two and hours I'm to crock. <laughs> yeah. Again, baseball. You know, parents are coming to the game, you know, armed, and uh, umpires, you know, have security guards, and yeah. you know, it's eight-year-old baseball. So, yeah. Um, it's Been it's there. the beauty of our game. You know, it's the beauty of our game where, you know, we get to fail as a young age. We get to learn lessons. It's it's a tough thing, and it's I think a lot of what our country is built on, and. Um, yeah, I'm just proud to be part of the game. You know, it's my fourth year in the big leagues, and I'm learning every day, and it's still enjoying it, and still have the energy for it. So, now it's fun. You're, let's go back to college a little bit. Now, your son committed to Oregon State, Oregon State, and you coached at the highest level in college that you could coach at. My son's knee deep in in a mid major D1. How much discipline went on with these kids out partying on a Friday night, knowing full well that Murph's got them up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m.? Did you know they were out partying? I was aware of some cases, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, He looks right at me as he says that. I know you were an issue. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's it's like you know at Arizona State, obviously, it was known as a party school, but no, there was there was so much emphasis on being the best and being a program that was accountable to each other. So the biggest thing for me is when kids socialized, um, you know, you don't have to use alcohol and drugs to socialize. You, you can go have a good time without alcohol and drugs. You can, you can, you can, if you're, if you choose to have a beer and you're of age, you know, you can have a beer or, or whatever and, and do it sensibly and yeah. still have a great time, you know, and if you, if the kids want to have a wild time, they still can without the influence of that stuff, which leads to poor choices. And I used to tell them, guys, nothing real good happens after midnight. I mean, it's not. I mean, there's a lot of yelling and screaming and pretending, but there's not a whole lot of good happening. So I got them up early the next morning, so they understood that, hey, I better get all my wildness out before midnight. Yeah. But we, you know, if players take care of players. If you're a senior player and you've been in the program and you care and you really are in it for the right reasons, you don't let that freshman or sophomore get carried away. You watch over them. Yeah. Um, you invite them to the things you're going to, and, you know, you learn how to how to socialize the right way. You know, like, so the kid shows up, you know he's hungover. You, mm-hmm. you know he is. Mm-hmm. The, the, you let those guys police themselves. It's well, probably no, happening no, no. here in the big leagues, I would think. I would think it probably happens from time to time. Um, but I, I think what, what I used to do is I would call him in and I'd say, hey, little Johnny, um, 
it's obvious you didn't respect the the, the, the workout this morning. So, yeah. um, you know, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you home, okay, back to your apartment or your dorm room or your house, and um, we're going to call you when we really need you in this program, whether you're going to, you know, when, when we feel like we can't go any further without you, then we're going to call you back. Wow. And the kid goes home, and then about three days later, his dad calls and his mom calls. I say, hi, Mrs. So-and-so. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's a wonderful kid. I love him. He made a poor decision. He disrespected the program. And, and now we're going to, um, you know, we're going to see when the time is that we, we can't go on without him. Um, and then they kind of don't get it. And then the, the, the advisor calls and says, well, wait a minute. Johnny needs at-bats and Johnny needs innings. I'd be like, oh, it's fantastic. You know, I know he does. That'd be great. But if he's doing it with disrespecting the program, then we're not going to need it. Then finally Johnny calls. And then we say, Johnny, are you ready to understand that this program can go on without you? Then you have to kind of respect the program. So, yeah, well And said. then they get back. You know, Then yeah. they get back, and they're better than ever, and they're mad at me. And then they get three hits in the first game, and they're staring at me like, see? <laughs> and I'm laughing all the way to the winner circle. You know? <laughs> That's right. All right. I expected that it's well put, believe me, eloquent. Um, like, okay, let's go back. You can tell we're trying to drag some stuff out, and you are hanging tough, Pat Murphy. You are hanging what tough. What are you going to drag out of me? I, I, I know. <laughs> so so last night, did you uh, did you rush the field as well? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Coach, coaches don't rush the field. No, okay. You mean during that? During that during the little melee there? Well, I can't move that good to rush anything. So. <laughs> Um, so you're not dumping the water cooler over his head? No, 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 no. But during the little melee, I yeah. just, I just, I know a lot of players on the other team. I coached a lot of players on the other team, so I just talked to them and said, "Hey, stand around." So he's the nicest person ever, and he's never going to cause anything on purpose. He's going to play the game the right way. They all know Sogi plays the game the right way. So, but those dudes on the other side, man, they, uh, they're. Their tensions are running a little hot right now because it's a tipping point part of their of year. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it's a tipping point for us, too. It's a tipping point for every team. You <laughs> know, it's, true. it's all about the game today, and um, yeah, you got to hold it hold it together and keep your emotions intact. And No, this is uh, there's no fighting going on here. There's an occasional fight every whatever, but there's no fighting. We yeah. do more fighting inside than they, we do on the field. <laughs> You guys are like a brotherhood, man. It's it's pretty pretty fascinating over the years doing this. That not just on your own team, but just in in general, baseball players. Yeah, they do. They, you know, the the good thing is, is they it is an individual game in a lot of ways, especially at this level. And there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of business ends of it. There's a lot of business decisions that deal with money, and that don't always favor um, you know the player or camaraderie or keeping a guy that's been a big part of the team. Um, there's a lot of heartache right in the middle of excitement and joy like last night we sent down Domingo and, uh, and Domingo's been a big part of this thing he's a great dude and um, smart dude and um, yeah, he'll get it straightened out it's hard you know you just you just celebrated an unbelievable playoff like atmosphere and a, a win against a rival and then you got to send a guy down that's been with you for three years yeah. parts of four and um, yeah that's really tough so yeah you, you build that you build that bond between each other, and I think most teams have it. It's it's amazing. Billy and I do in the post-game show, Pat, final thing for you. It's, um, it's just amazing how Brewers fans, and, and us to a degree, uh, are getting an education on a check-every-box baseball player. And, and it's they're rare. And I'm talking about Kane and Yelich. It is, it is just 
wildly entertaining to see those guys play baseball and they play it the right way. And the first thing that comes to mind is the effect they have on others because Yellow, just, he's just a level-headed kid that goes and plays. This kid had very little minor league experience. This kid came out of high school, yep. and I don't know how many minor league games he played, but not many. And he's been performing at the top level in the big leagues every single year. And, and then a kid like Kane, I mean, he's the ultimate, I call him a cliffhanger. This kid, it ain't pretty all the time. It ain't beautiful. He just battles every single pitch. The best single competitor I've been around in the big leagues. This guy is an unbelievable testament to our GM, recognizing in that it's just not about talent. It's about that vibe that he brings to this team and how he affects others. I mean, he's truly a leader by how he goes about it. That's, he's worth every bit of the money. The fans that complain, we gave him this, we gave him that. I don't care what the numbers say, and I think the numbers are great, like usual. This guy brings so much more. This guy brings so much more. And Yelich the same way. Those are two acquisitions that, you know, in my mind solidify who our people are making the decisions. I mean, it's it's really, really special. It, it sure is, man. It's just just amazing. Now, I still want to get a you little lineup. Dirty, yeah. uh, we, uh, no, no, no. No, that's okay. I, I gave up on that. <laughs> Put that uh, one into the drawer. No, but, the, but, you know, I asked Counts last week, last Sunday, when, when we were talking about offense and lineups, and by the fact that you do move Kane down to three, why wouldn't you against right-handers go with a left-right-left in a Yelich-Kane-Shaw? And we could, we could. And you said you guys have talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we could, but we look at the other team, who they have to get our guys out. We're going to see a lefty in there at some point for for Yelich or for Shaw or for Thames. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lefty in there. So uh, some teams don't have the access to do it, at, you know, 7, 8, 9. Uh, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, and putting those guys together. And by the way, when we get down to the postseason, if that ever happens, if we get down to the postseason, they're going to have to hit left-handed pitching. Oh, yeah. So our, our kind of, our kind of uh, maybe the one time counts and I agree uh, uh, on lineup is put your best hitters that can do the most damage towards the top, so they hit the most. Right. You know what I mean? And stop trying to. You know, just strategize everything, you know, how the other team's going to do it. It does matter who they have in their pen, what kind of lefty they have in their pen. But other than that, put your best hitters at the top. Let's roll. Murph, always a pleasure, man. My we pleasure. appreciate it. Yeah, I Pat appreciate Murph. you guys, your attitude, man. And I joke with you guys a lot uh, off the air. And I I appreciate you understanding that it's, it's out of love, not out of, uh, you know, for sure we do. And, you know, that's the thing. Guards up with media. We all know that. We've, we've talked about that. But I think doing this 13 years uh, and knowing counsel for, for a good many years also, I, I think they've known to trust us a little bit, or at least me and, and this show with Billy. I think so. So maybe you could spread the word. I'll spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Murphy. Thanks. All right. Thank Appreciate you. it, man. Thank you. All right. There he is, Pat Murphy, the Brewers bench coach. And uh, some interesting stuff there. I thought that was kind of fun. But, again, I There's think. There's definitely some, some stuff that parents want to know if, if your kid's trying to play youth baseball. For sure. Because there's always the, the guys that are living through the kid and, and trying to make. Well, Timmy got a scholarship, man. D1, yeah. bro. D1. Yeah, well, cool. you're not on the team, so get the fucking sweatpants off. Yeah, dad. Dad's got his, his whole fucking <clears throat> travel gear set. 
Well, this is what they. I mean, man, they walk through the the, the airport, bro. They're they're rocking these this. are the sweatpants awesome. they wear. Don't give a shit. You're not on the team. Plus, sorry, is that kind of harsh? No, not at all. I think that's putting it lightly. These these fucking idiots. They're, they're crazy. I've Some of them are just them insane, all. man. I've insane. seen them all. I've, I, honestly, I've seen them all. Uh, parents, you know, do what's best for your kid. It's it's a uh, fraction of a percentage that get to go do what Chris Bryant is doing. Mm-hmm. The right. odds are, those of you listening to this podcast, I mean no offense by this, your kid ain't going to be a superstar in the big leagues. No. I'm more right than I am wrong. He might. There. He, there's a better chance that your kid plays their last sporting event, competitive sporting event, organized sports, at the age of 14 than 24. Probably. Now, that being said, I, I won't refrain from having kids chase their dream either. Mm-hmm. Because no way. I, for all the money I invested in, in my son and all that stuff, it's just they're, they're distracted. A 14-year-old, 15-year-old boy. Think about that. Think about you guys as 14, 15-year-olds. I remember me. Hell, I was arrested at 15. I mean, so I wasn't that kid that was good in sports. So sports is a definite distraction For from sure. temptation. Keeps without, you off, keeps you off some, some bad shit and at some point also teaches you a lot about yourself. Well worth the money. Now, mm-hmm. that, that being said, with money, um, so you get to walk on at a uh, – Power five baseball school or a division one baseball school, yet you don't get the big scholarship. Baseball they can they can split it up the way they want want to split it up for sure. And so they they'll throw you a bone. Here's two grand. Mm-hmm. Here's two grand for your for your year at at college ABC. But when you're sitting at the table with your jersey on in high school and your high school coach is sitting there and the TV cameras are there, they don't know the number figure. They just see you writing. They just see I committed to yep. Arizona State. Yep. All they see is the signed signature, and that's all it needs to be. After for one, that kid, after guess. one year of going into debt, not playing baseball, and being completely frustrated with the situation, they come back home to a Division two, three, or a junior college, which is where they should have started out in the first place. Transfer all the credits, move up instead of going up and moving down. Start low and then move up. I don't know. I've seen it happen. I've seen the nightmare scenarios where these kids come out of, at least in baseball. Now, I can't talk in football. These kids come out of their first year of college at a huge school. And and it was, as you said, the dad was all decked out in Arizona Mm -hmm. State stuff. And the kid is walking around with the Arizona High Committee. You got a big graduation party. The cake has a big logo of the Sun Devils on it and all that good (laughs) stuff. Yeah. So it it, it comes to the point of where you want to be able to show it off. But in baseball, like you were saying, these rosters are so big for these college teams. You don't play. You're, you're not going to play. You don't play, and you get frustrated, and you come back, and you enroll at Madison College. And for sure, it can be the same thing with football. I mean, hell, the rosters are huge, and there were a lot of guys that never played in, in a full four-year career because that's just how many guys are on a team. The number one thing, in my but opinion, you will know. that sports did, well, I, there's two twofold here. One is it keeps the kids out of trouble. They're not out selling weed. They're not out breaking into cars. They're not robbing banks. They're not doing all this because there's no time to do that. No. That's a cool thing, a cool distraction. Mm-hmm. And it's healthy, too. It keeps them in great shape. you got to watch the way they sleep and what they eat and all that stuff. It's, it's phenomenal. It's re- really cool. Then the other thing is the education. 
Get yourself an education and pay as little as you can for that education. For sure. Through sports. Let for, sports pay for that. For me growing up, it, college wasn't uh, you know, a goal. It was an expectation. You are going to go to college. And that's what your parents said? Right. So you might as well do something about it and might as well make yourself some money for it. Yes. And that's, that's where sports did come in. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. And Pat Murphy said it was all about the kids and the love of playing and I all think that it's, good happy shit. I think it's yeah. about staying out of trouble. And getting a free education, or at least as free as you can get. Even but if it it's should also, like we said, it's, all of this comes down to the kids enjoying the game. Have to enjoy the you game. You can't play it this long and not enjoy it. So that that's a given. We're not saying these kids need to do this as a job. We're saying if you're going to enjoy it this much, there's kids that have go had, all out and, and get a little profit off of it. Kids have. There's one kid in particular that has called me just recently, and just he is so soiled, rotten hates the game and he had so much success doing the game as a kid you know 8 9 10 12 14 16 18 years old had so much success one of the star players and got his right up in the papers all the time and made this uh you know Wisconsin state list and ranked 24th whatever the fuck it was I, right. I don't know he is so soiled from all those good times because of his father that's sad man. because of his fucking dad I don't know, man. It, it's painful to me. I mean, it's it's so tempting, and you'll find this out when you get a kid. It's so tempting to get wrapped up into it, though. My son was the first-round draft choice for the Little League, you know, pick a team. Right. And I was also the first fucking pick in the Parkview Parochial League in fifth grade. Were you? Awesome. Were you, In fucking basketball. Yeah. <laughs> in basketball? In basketball. <laughs> Why aren't you going pro? I don't I don't cling that shit to my resume. That hey, should man. be hanging on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be. Well, and and no, and then but there's the thing. You don't start off shit. Billy's the best basketball player out out at his school. He he might he might go to school. He might go to college for it. Yeah. He ain't playing fucking college basketball. He's 6-4 and fat. You're not going to probably play not college, basketball. college basketball. Could you be a two-sport athlete at a junior college that has football and basketball? Sure, maybe. 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 I and do have a wet jumper. Pay a lot less for school. Mm-hmm. Transfer those credits in off the associate degree. Transfer those into a university somewhere. Huh? But all in all, Same. what we're talking about is getting a degree and, and setting yourself up. That's yeah. what, the mo- that's what yeah. is most important. with. And you learn so much about that. And the people around you playing the sports and being a team guy. Six percent. Sorry, I had heard six percent of all high school baseball players in the country go on to play college baseball. Sounds about right. Only six percent. Sounds about right. I think it was four percent for football. Now think about think about how many of the you know colleges. What percentage of college baseball players go on to play professional baseball? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just the odds are stacked against you. Get an education. We're too nice today. We're way too nice today. This has been different and I think enlightening. Um, so I'm going to try to be not as hungover next week. Yeah, you are And hurting. then we maybe will be a little <clears throat> bit funnier. You are hurting. You Does it be... sound like it? It just, not really. No. Okay. Because it... I pride myself on being a performer gonna... and performing under pressure. Right. Adversity builds character. You gonna do your Adrian Hauser right. over there in the, the garbage can? Dude, I really thought I was going to. <laughs> Just there when we were talking to Jazz, there were two things that made me throw up. And one of them was 
being very, very hungover. What was the other? Ah, we'll get to it. That other stuff? Oh, that's off yeah, the air yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's off That'll the air That'll get stuff. podcast poll? Yes, yes. I think I think it would flirt with disaster. Okay. And we just had our boss in here last week, so he he enjoy, indeed enjoys it. All right, we will get, we will get to know um, one of you guys. We're still sifting through some options. Get to know segment and, of one of our podcast listeners, and we're we're sifting through some ideas of what we're going to do in the get to know Tim Allen and Bill Schmidt segment. I don't um, know if I should be there or not. I'm bringing up the idea that I want to set it up like as a roast. I don't want the roast. And we bring in like three it's guys. It's a get to know. It's not a roast. But it'll be funnier if it's a roast. Nah, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, have a great week. Uh, we will talk to you again. Tim and Taos in the Morning Podcast next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.